from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Good Friday morning as we follow the money. Dave Ross, Sean King here at Circus Sportsbook in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. In for Paulie and Mitch. The boys will be back on Monday. I saw Mitch said that uh, on his flight to Austin, he left his luggage back in the garage. Like, you don't realize it until you get to the airport. And you're like, oh, blank. All my stuff's back in the garage. What do you do? So that's like, when you're married, that's like the... Subtle, like misdirect, because now you have to go to Dallas and actually purchase new clothes. Oh, yeah. So, so you can't look at the glass half full, right? So like Mitch has got to look at this as a way to upgrade his wardrobe, absolutely, or change it, adjust or change it, it, make some additions to it. I've learned that if you keep clothes long enough, they just come back in style eventually. See, I'm not really like a fashion forward kind of guy, meaning oh, like I'm very comfortable in my golf shorts and yeah. flip flops. And so what I do is every year I just buy like 20 pair of golf shorts, different colors. 20 pair a year? Yeah, like maybe like four brown, four navy blue, four black, and then I have a couple other like colors or pattern shorts mixed in. I might have 20 in two decades. No, no, no. Because so I, I, the ones that I had before, like, you know, I smoke cigars. So, you know, you drop oh, ash oh, you on a, a couple. Little burn. Right, yeah. You but know. the hole kind of gives it some style, It's probably too, been it? washed, you know, 20 <laughs> times. So it's time to refresh the colors, you know, be vibrant. <laughs> they look well, new. I can't wait to see what Mitch rocks on the show when he when he gets back. Because he's going to have some new gear right down there in Austin. Uh, we're going to have Jordan Sherwood on coming up this morning to talk all things UFC Fight Night. That's going to be a lot of fun with Jordan. He's got some plays that I know he already likes. Obviously, we talked a lot about Myra Buenasil against Holly Holm uh, the last couple days. So, again, we got about 24 hours and then some before we get to fight night. And then we're going to have uh, John Breach join us from CBS to talk all things NFL and some futures that we have. Because I've got some in pocket already. I'm sure you do as well. And I've even got a week. I know it's it's you could have had week one plays a month ago already. Right. I do have some week one plays. I'll be very curious. I think 
if you think I'm burning money in my pocket well, like with a cigar or not. There's so many different ways to approach football. Okay, you have the crowd, and none, none of the ways are wrong. It's what you're comfortable with. Yeah. You have the crowd that as soon as the numbers come out, they've run their own power numbers. Anytime mm-hmm. there's a discrepancy, they go ahead and grab that number with the thought being, I can always hedge back later if something changes. But the casual better, you know, probably doesn't have they're that waiting. kind of time, right? So right. they're waiting more to, let me see, when training camp, let me watch a preseason game, you know, let me see how – you know, some of the rookies or the free agent additions, how it looks like they're meshing, you know, in this new environment. So it's not really right or wrong. So I'd be interested to hear what uh, John says. I do have a couple strong opinions that I've already, you know, placed futures wagers on. So we'll get into that a little bit later. Absolutely. And uh, you're right, though, because I think most people do like to wait and see what camp looks like, especially if you've got teams, say, with the Colts, you don't know who the starting quarterback's going to be. What does Desmond Ritter look like year two in the ATL? There are a lot of questions, Jordan Love. In Green Bay, we'll talk about a lot of those. And I have been uh, getting some text messages and some uh, social media messages, certainly from my boys uh, back in Virginia Beach. Like, they're getting up, doing push-ups, watching our show. Like, Rob Harris, get off your big you-know-what ass, and and let's start working out. Like, it's Friday morning, people. Let's go. We got three hours. We're with you. So we hope that you're getting up and enjoying us this morning on Follow the Money. I did want to make this mention. We talked about the Scottish Open yesterday, and it's right on right now. Overseas. Okay. And we mentioned yesterday he could have got Scotty Scheffler. Remember, he bogeyed one. Which was unbelievable. Right. So Scotty Scheffler was one over uh-huh. through like two holes, and the number didn't get out of hand. It was like still nine to one. You look up today, Scotty Scheffler, there he is, right up towards the top of the leaderboard. Ben on, who has not teed off yet. He's still the club last leader at nine under. The the leaderboard is starting to take some shape. Tyrrell Hatton, who runs hot. He's only one back. Tom Kim, young star in the making, eight under. And then old man Patrick Harrington? Yeah, that's not a misprint. That is. I this, thought he was on, like, was it a champion's tour? He is. Or, yeah. And this is the thing about Patty, 28 to 1, by the way. And right now, Patrick is two off the lead. This guy was the number one player in the world in 2007. Wow. And here we are in 2023, and Patrick, old man, can still get it done. I don't know that he can be there for the final four days. But what I love about a guy like Patrick Harrington, he doesn't care who you are. He doesn't care Mm -hmm. how old he is relative to how young you are. And he's like, hey, my I can't do his accent. But it's like my swing speed is as good as these guys. And I know if I play my best golf for four days, I can still win on this tour. So he's not in there to be a good story for the week. He's actually trying to win. And then there's Scotty Scheffler tied with, with Patrick at seven under par. So Scotty's number... Right now, he's the second betting favorite. Mm-hmm. Rory McIlroy is the betting favorite. Hasn't teed off yet. Can we to begin put the history. odds up one more time yeah. of uh, what the current yeah, right live now, odds are? And it's moving as we speak because Scheffler right now is up to 650, uh, tied with Ben On. Again, Ben On has not teed off yet. He's at nine under par. But there's Roars just waiting to get day two going. Here's an interesting way to approach this. Bring it. Can I sell you on a unit on Ricky Fowler Ooh. and a unit on Max Homa? Ricky now, right now is tied for fourth. He's seven under through 13 today. Mm-hmm. Max Homa is tied for sixth. He's six under through 15 today. So two guys who a lot of people thought Max Homa had a legit shot to win the U.S. Open. Yeah. Uh, didn't perform as well as people. But that's recent, like, 
support that he's gotten from the Sharps and the public. Of course, we know Ricky Fowler's been on a complete oh, he's, career he's renaissance. Mm-hmm. He's playing well. One's 14 to 1, the other's 13, 30 to 1. Uh, I might have to get involved with that. Here's the thing. We were looking yesterday, like, where are all the Americans up on the leaderboard? And then you look up today, and there's Scheffler, and then here comes Ricky, and as you mentioned, Max Homa. So, again, a lot of players, some players, use this just to get ready for the Open Mm -hmm. next week, the last shot at at winning a major this year. Uh, And I I do think for guys like Ricky, just getting in the winner's circle again, he does feel like he's on a heater. Mm -hmm. And if you you know this, and certainly uh, if you listen to long shots here in the network – Guys do a great job each and every week. They know guys win them in bunches. When they get hot, they normally stay hot for a pocket. It feels like Ricky's in that pocket. Mm-hmm. Max kind of drifted away from it, and maybe this could be now a resurgence. I don't know that you could sell me on Max at 30 to 1, but I, I'm with you on Ricky. I can't believe I'm saying this of all people because I've been very critical of Ricky through the years. Like, just go win something. Like, go win a big one, yeah. right? He hasn't won a big one yet. Hey, look, Rocket Mortgage, congratulations. That's nice. It's good to be back in the winner's circle. This is a semi-big one because it is the Scottish Open. We've never seen again a double-double, somebody win the Scottish and the British since Phil Mickelson did it a decade ago, right? So could Ricky be the guy to go win in Detroit, then go win at the Scottish, and then go? I mean, it'd be a hell of a story. But he's putting himself back in contention, and it feels like on a weekly basis. So I'm with you. I would be more intrigued. I'll never admit this in a court of law of backing Ricky at 14 to one than I would right now at max at 31. Cause I feel like Max's game has just been kind of drifting, but you're right before the U S open, he was a hot pick back and, in his home state of maybe California. This is him kind of fine tuning. Also, if you're not a person that likes outright, Ricky mm-hmm. Fowler is minus a dollar 20 top 10. I think Max Homer is plus one seventy top 10. So that's another way to approach it as well. Can I ask you a question about, cause I, there's nothing better in the world. Okay, there's some things better, but not a lot of things better than free golf in the world. You know where the most expensive round of golf in the United States is right now? Take a guess. I have no idea. Right here, Las Vegas. Shadow Creek? Shadow Creek. Oh. It's going to cost you a cool grand. I've played Shadow Creek oh. probably about 15 times. But, 15 times? But because it's attached to MGM, Oh, okay. So every time we come, of course, like back. So so listen, if you're out there, it's a thousand dollars because it's really private without being private. That's right. <laughs> so like they have a guard at the gate. Like generally, you have to be in a limo to get in. So I mean, it's don't let the thousand dollars fool you. Like if, if just a random person walks up and says, "Hey, I want to play around. I got a thousand. I don't even know if they'll let you play." So. <laughs> Now, here's the amazing thing that, like, look, if you saw that list that we just put up, if you're watching on VEASAN.com, Pinehurst, number two, down there. I haven't played number two. I played some Pinehurst courses back in my day on the East Coast, and they they are absolutely gorgeous. But you're playing more for the history of playing at the place where Payne Stewart won the United States Open and, you know, 97. First of all, your game needs to be right. Yeah, well, how like about you Augusta- hackers out there? You have no need to pay. Well, how about Pebble five, Beach? Six hundred to play around. So I played Pebble before. Oh my god, what haven't you played on the list? Um, most of the northeastern courses, I haven't played a lot. The only thing that's in like that New York, Jersey, or a little south of those states area, I haven't played a lot of. All right, so there. put you on the spot. Bang for your buck. Okay. A grand for Shadow Creek or six twenty five for Pebble, which is worth it more? What? What? If you had to pay those prices. Which one do you think makes more sense to you? 
pebble. Yeah. Yeah, because you, they got lodge on the course. Like, it's, it's not the whole setup. Like, Shadow, you're basically standing in a casino, and then you're going out to play golf, and they're kicking your butt out, you know, and you go back to your casino. <laughs> but Shadow's a great course. It's tremendous. But probably pebble. I have a, uh, you get like a, a fact tag, you know, like basically it says as a gift from an ex-girlfriend a long time ago. Uh-huh. And she gave that to me. It's one of my prized possessions to play Pebble Beach. Okay. She has the other half of it. Oh. It's been, I mean, we broke up a long time See, ago. I was the guy. What do you do? Do you I ask for I was the guy it? to have like, like all the tags from like the yeah. different course on my bag. Yeah. And I've, I finally was like, this is too much. I got to get rid of it? No, I have them somewhere. There's oh, okay. some storage box. So like, what do I do? Because like, do I do I ask for? But hey, do you remember me? We used to date for a long time. Well, you got Facebook, you got Instagram, Twitter. Can you I can, have? You can find. I'd like to play Pebble. Jump in the DMs, Dave. I just think that like, she's got kids, she's married. Good for her. All you trying to do is play around the golf. That's all I want. I just want to play golf. I don't want to drop the six twenty five if I don't have to. What'd you do on uh, on the par three? I wasn't Pebble. a good golfer when I played Pebble. <laughs> I just was enjoying hydrating and watching the sea lions. Sounds fun to me. When we come back, win some, lose some. Sean had some winners yesterday. We'll discuss when you come back with us. Follow the money. Just getting it started here on a Friday morning. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Download the DraftKings app today and new customers can bet $5 and get $150 in bonus money instantly by using the promo code VSEN, V-S-I-N. When you sign up today, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for the full terms and conditions. Dave Ross, Sean King here. We're watching the Scottish Open going on. A lot of stuff going on before we get to Major League Baseball here stateside in the afternoon. And right now at the All England Lawn Tennis and Croquet Club, mm-hmm. as it's called, They've got the cool, I don't know if it's a drone in there, where you see Yannick Sinner and Novak Djokovic 
walking. They don't walk side by side. Right. Sinner's walking in front. It's like you want to go, dude, he's right behind you. Novak. And then you come out in the crowd. That's actually pretty dope. I don't think I've seen that before. Because like, it's, it's got to be slight, like, are you in, like your opponent's right behind you. Right. I got to look at you for the next three hours. We go mano y mano. And you walk through. There's guards everywhere, right? And you're, you're walking through this, like, pyramid yeah, to get out to center court. That's pretty awesome. So they're getting ready to go. We'll keep you updated there. They have not begun there. But again, uh, for those that don't know, uh, Djokovic's big favorite, minus 450 against center. We understand that. He is 2-0 and lifetime mm -hmm. in their head-to-head. -head. So not a lot of sample size, but they did have a five-setter in the quarterfinals last year. Center won the first two sets. Novak, of course, came back and won the last three. Are you willing to pull a trigger? you going to pull a trigger? I can't. I'm trying to talk myself into I, it. I hear you. With the Italian. I do think he's live. I, I would play the over 36 and a half games. That's the only lean that I have there, which basically equates to... He's got to win at least a set. Got to win a set. That to happen. And I, I do think he would probably be the most live in this first set coming up. Unless they go all 7-6. Right. right. So now, if I do my quick math there... 39. So you could get it if you get three tiebreaks. Right. You're better at math than I did. It was very well, what quick. you like is for him to win the first set. Yes, because then you feel really right. good. And then to, like, whole serve and lose the second one, you know, like... And then the reason why I'd be a little anxious, a little cautious about the game spread, even though I lean towards the center side at plus five and a half, that's plus a dollar twenty. That if it goes south, once Djokovic gets it rolling, mm -hmm. he could steamroll a couple sets, and then all of a sudden you get a couple six ones, you throw in a six two, and your plus five and a half could get very very dicey. Conversely, the other semifinal again, uh, Alcaraz against Medvedev. We talked a lot about Medvedev uh, get through Chris Eubanks to get here. Mm -hmm. He does feel like the. I don't want to say the least talked about of the four, but because I think the world, the, the tennis world at least, is anticipating Alcaraz against Djokovic, you know, Medvedev playing some of his best tennis right now, yeah. he's got to feel like I got nothing to lose. He Nobody's just grinded it out versus Eubanks. Just kept finding a way to get the ball back on the other side of the net in play, and, you know, eventually unforced errors kind of doomed Eubanks. So, It'll be important, I think, for Alcaraz to, to win some easy points on his serve. Mm -hmm. To when he gets to Medvedev's second serve, really take advantage of it. So, but uh, this should be competitive. Medvedev's a tough, a tough customer. And again, thirty-nine and a half there. You don't have the luxury of three tie breaks there. Medvedev would have to win a set right. in order for that over ticket to cash at thirty-nine and a half. That's the way I would lean. No action on it yet, uh, but certainly I do think that these dogs. In the men's semis, I'd be surprised they get bageled. They go out there and get wiped out three love each. I think they should be able to go four, maybe five. But in the end, I still am anticipating like everybody else. Yep. An amazing Sunday morning uh, breakfast at Wimbledon between Alcaraz and Novak. I just feel like that crash collision, collision course we're right. on. It's going to be hard to get off. game of tennis, that's probably the best result. Yeah, that, that's what I think that they would like certainly out there if they gave him truth serum. Uh, let's get back into the, the docket here for Major League Baseball because, again, that will come up uh, later on this afternoon in the evening, uh, certainly out here in the West Coast. And I want to talk about a couple games that we haven't talked about and really kind of bigger pictures in the second half. Red Sox fans, I don't know where they, – they have to be pleasantly surprised. Cub fans – and by the way, it's Boston and Chicago here. To begin this, this will start on the north side of Chicago. The professor, Kyle Hendricks, is going to be on the bump against Bellow. Uh, for the Sox right now, basically Boston minus a dollar twenty, Cubs even money. That total sitting at nine. 
these are two teams that are from from one team in the Cubs that maybe underachieved, certainly from their belief in the first half, and the Red Sox that overachieved in theirs. I wonder where their mentalities are at going into the second half. Because I think the Cubs fans believe they're not far away. But they've got a guy that's not pitching today, Marcus Stroman, mm-hmm. who has been banned. Right, great year. And he has been banned about in the trade Kyle market. Hendricks has been good. Mm-hmm. Yep, injured, but missed some time. But when he's been available, he's been good. These are two guys that could be on the market if the Cubs are sellers. But conversely, Sean, if they get off to a good start against the Sox and you hold those guys and add, they could be the third team in the Brewer and Reds party mm-hmm. and see if they can make a run there. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, as far as today's game, I always have a rule when it comes to certain parts, uh, Wrigley being one of them. What's the wind doing? What is the wind doing? How's the weather? It. So. You know, just maybe a, a side note for any of you that want to bet baseball. Uh, anything that's played uh, at the Cubs Stadium, uh, mm-hmm. the Red Stadium, the mm-hmm. Giants Stadium, like there's some different stadiums where the wind has a huge impact, you know, on how the game is going to be played. I'm, I'm with you on that. So you got to check it. Nine tells me. I, I'm very curious to see where that, that wind is going because normally uh, Hendricks is, you know, he's not the same guy he once was, obviously, back in the World Series days. But that'll be interesting to see because, again, it's sitting right there, flat number, minus dollar 10 of that total of nine. For the Sox, and we've talked a lot about the ALEs being arguably, well, it's the best division in baseball, certainly by record. Mm-hmm. You know, By eye test. By eye test. By every metric possible. Five games over. Give us our love. All right, we'll yeah. give the East their love. Huh? They've been rumored, I think it's a long shot at best, in the show Otani sweepstakes of being a team that could get him as a rental. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the Dodgers and Yankees look at Shohei as a permanent piece. Okay, Maybe some rentals could be the Giants. And I did hear the Red Sox, and that was intriguing to me. Because where are they? I, if you're Shohei, why would you ever want to pitch in that stadium? Yeah, in Fenway? Yeah. It's a good question. I don't know that I would. But... If you're the Sox, does that make sense to give up assets? Well, if you go to where they are from a playoff standpoint, they are two games out of the playoffs. Nobody if, saw if, that. If coming. they feel like Shohei makes them a World Series candidate, then yeah. But I mean, they got huge issues on the mound. Shohei doesn't feel all of those. No, and I I can't think they're just a Shohei Otani away. Right, not being, at all. Right. So it, it again. This is this is the big shoe to drop in the second half, and we're trying to find uh, potential homes. I gotta think the Sox, they just hold. They they they're, they're ahead of schedule. Nobody saw this coming from them being five games over. Nobody thinks they can really compete in the East in the second half with what your Rays have done, and that's where we're gonna go next. The Rays are gonna begin the second half in Kansas City. What a great soft landing spot it should be for Tampa Bay. They struggled a little bit getting kind of limped in there uh, to get to the all-star break. But glass now is going to be on the bump today. They're big favorites. I mean, look at that first half, 23 games over. I'm not going to be in the, in the business of ever laying 295 uh, price tags on the road as they are today against Alec Marsh and the Royals Royals with the A's, one of the worst teams we know in major league baseball. What is the second half outlook for Tampa? Because I feel like, the knock, Sean, is this is a regular season team, but they're not built for the postseason. I don't know if that's fair to, to put that on not them. fair. I mean, we've uh, won, what, three, LA, three ALEs yeah. 
division titles, if I'm not mistaken. We've been to two World Series, lost both of them. Uh, one to the Phillies, one to the Dodgers. So, I mean, we've, we've been, to say we don't get involved in free agency that often, I mean, we're pretty exemplary as an organization. I mean, there are a lot of organizations which they can mimic what the Rays have done and recreate our level of success. Uh, I would say this. This is a game that I might target from a yes, there will be a run scored in the first inning. Mm. And because uh, you're not going to be able to lay the $3 with no. the Rays. No. Uh, actually, Lou, I want to make that an official play too. Uh, yes, there will be a run scored in the first inning. Here's why. Okay. Uh, Arozarona, Wanda Franco, mm. and Diaz all hit the ball really well in the All-Star game. So they haven't been off as hitters. They, They're still in their group. Right. Right. All-Star game was what? Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesday. So here we are, Friday. Oh, these guys can't wait right. to get so, back out of Right. So they're, they're seeing the ball well. So I, I could, I would not be surprised if, if they get some solid contact, you know, on the Royal starter, who has not been very good this year. Alec Mars, 7 ERA, almost as many walks as strikeouts, a whip almost at 2. So I think it's a great opportunity. When you see something like this, to maybe find a unique way to try and attack this game and make some money. You know, I'm curious your thoughts on Franco because here's your star, mm-hmm. right? Had some, I guess, disciplinary issues. It looks like he responded well to it, right? Like sometimes it's tough to tell a young player, hey, man, we just need you to, we're going to sit you out here, give you a little talking to. What'd you make of that? Because it seems like to me, it's all athletes don't receive that the same way. It feels like he received yeah, it pretty well. I think it's the well. culture in Tampa, which is why we're good. You know, it's all about baseball. It's all about winning. I was trying to look up the actual uh, odds on the Yerfi, but... We'll take a look at yeah, it. Yeah, nothing's up yet, I don't think. More baseball to get to. They are underway with the first men's semifinals. We'll keep an eye on that, as well as the Scottish Open. Come on back. It's Follow the Money here on these. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recap and all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You're going to get unlimited access to our VSEN.com slash picks page. Sort those picks out by sport, match, matchup, event date, and more. Check the top VSEN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, ROI, and see which VSEN expert has the current hot hand. So for VSEN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access, become a VSEN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now for just $19 at VSEN.com slash subscribe. Back alongside Sean King, Dave Ross here. This is Follow the Money on a Friday. We're one game in. We're one game into the first men's semifinal <laughs> at Wimbledon. And I feel like Yannick Sinner already... Ugh, like, he had two break points, people. Djokovic serving to, to begin this match. Two break, He gave me two fist pumps, Yannick Sinner, and he couldn't break serve. So now it's one love, Djokovic. And it's like, it's a, these are little battles inside of the bigger war, right. which is the overall match. But like, man, I, I call him the kid. Sinner, the youngster here, you feel like you need something to kind of break your way early because you don't want to get this thing of like, man, even though I had two break chances, I couldn't break. I know as a disgruntled high school tennis player, sometimes you don't get those breaks that you think you should get early. It gets late quickly sometimes. So we'll find out if the kid can hang tough here. I, I think emotionally when you play someone like Joker, well, you always got to be yourself. But you also have to know that, I mean, you're going to have to beat him like 
he's not gonna fold. Yeah, I guess <laughs> no, what I'm no, so no. like some guys I feel like you can intimidate a little bit. You know, you pump your fish, you know, you get the crowd into it, you know, they kind of get a little disheveled, you know. Yeah. Not Joker. Like you're probably better off conserving the energy and saving it, and it's like well, the old Joker, I'm talking about the old Joker. This isn't, you know, now you know, goat Joker. Mm-hmm. Early Joker when it was the big three, even the big four with Andy Murray. You're exactly right. You could, like, there would be some hangdog in Joker and you wonder mentally if he checks out. That guy doesn't seem to exist anymore. So now it's incumbent upon the younger players to see if they can raise their level. Like, the one thing about Nadal, and you're, you're right, we didn't talk, like, when we talk historically... I never saw that from Nadal. I don't think ever. Roger, you could see it a little bit like, oh, man, right? Right. You never saw it from, from Nadal. I don't see that from Joker anymore. And I don't know if that's just like now when you know you're the guy, and I'm sure for you as a quarterback, when you knew you reached the level that they can't touch me. Right. Like, I, I, that's where it feels like Joker lives now. He lives in the, I don't have any self-doubt anymore. And if I used to, in my younger days, that's long gone. Mm-hmm. And that's where I feel like we're at here. But Sinner trying to uh, hold serve here, 30-15. Uh, again, it's early. One love Djokovic. Again, he was about a 450 betting favorite to win this match. I know, I think this game is going to play over that total of 36.5. Kind of like to get that first set if you're Sinner and you're back in the Italian for or this match to be longer. at least get it where he holds serve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get broken right, right away. Right. And already 30 all here. Right. So it's... It's already getting a little bit tight for center after not getting one of those two break points. Uh, let's get back to the Major League Baseball card here because, again, we really want to get in depth on the second half of the season. We're going to talk about these matchups that we have today, but also bigger picture, picture concerns about some of these teams. Uh, the Nationals aren't going anywhere. We understand that. Trevor Williams on the bump against Miles Michaelis here of the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, the interesting news yesterday was the news that the Cardinals essentially – they're waving the white flag, mm-hmm. and they're going to call it a day. Now, we don't know which names that means that when they say, they being the Cardinals, that they're going to be sellers at the deadline. But you mentioned it earlier in the program. They've got assets. So if they're going to go full youth movement, which is odd, because, you know, when they went out and got a Nolan Arenado, and they went out and got a Paul Goldschmidt, these weren't guys in the organization. These, these were established players at other places that they brought into the Cardinals. Are you now going to flip those guys, those same guys? Because, you know, Montgomery, you go get them from the Yankees. These are not farm system guys. So it's almost been antithetical to the Cardinal way, if you will, and they become more like the Yankees. Uh, traditionally, what the Yankees do, go get your best players. So I wonder if this is a changing of process, Mm-hmm. For St. Louis, 14 games under 500. Because with Hall of Famers in the lineup, Porl, and you're 14 games under 500, it's not Arenado's still great. Goldschmidt's still Goldie. It's not their fault, right? Yeah. But if I'm 14 games under with you, yeah, I could probably think about moving on from these gigantic contracts. This is a surprising number tonight. Minus 185 for the Cardinals. I mean, because you talk about they have pieces people want. Miles Mikolas isn't one of those pieces. Like, Doesn't feel like Yeah, it. he can stay there in St. Louis. <laughs> I wouldn't lay a dollar eighty with that kind of pitcher ever. I know they're playing the Nationals, but the Nationals, they're young. Scrappy. They're kind of like where the Reds were last year. You know, they're, they're getting some guys some experience. They're going to be better next year than they are now. So 
I wouldn't be surprised if they keep this game close. I definitely wouldn't lay the dollar eighty five with, uh, with this the would be I'm with you, Sean. This is a dogger pass scenario. Right. And again, the reason why we bring this up is do you want to lay a dollar seventy with a guy like Michaelis and on the heels of the news coming out from the organization yeah, that yesterday that we're gonna move guys. Yeah. Well, so then you know what you do? You get in that locker room and start going, Who's it gonna be? Yeah. Who's going? So it feels like if you've got a dead team, how are they going to be juiced up to start the second half of the season? Look, I'm not saying they shouldn't have said it, but to me, once you put it out there in the ether, the players know. Like, I wonder, Sean, if you, you know, before a trade deadline mm-hmm. in the NFL. Now, the NFL deadline is not like right. Major League Baseball deadline, but you just start looking around like, I wonder well, who's going to be here. In the training camp every year, you know, you think you're good, but... Am I, mean, I going to make it? You're not good until you're actually good. <laughs> uh, by the way, Yannick is not doing good as oh, no. he was broken. No! Yes. So it's two of Joker. Yeah. He gets you. Like, see, that's how pivotal. I know people are like, oh, it's the first game. What's the big deal? When you have two break points against Joker to get him early, and then you don't. Right. It starts rolling the other way. And I wonder if Novak right now, again, against a guy that he lost the first two sets to a year ago, then rolled them three straight. Now it feels like it's a continuation of that. Trend. I don't know what's going to happen because I've seen like all kind of things that this year's Wimbledon, but this is kind of why I stayed away today. Because mm. it just feels like it's going to be Djokovic and Alcaraz and they're going to roll today. Really? Yeah. Yeah, just it put, a, put, like put aside yeah. the center and the Medvedevs. I don't know what's going to happen in that actual match, but it feels like that's the match we're going to get. All right, I'm rooting for the young Italian to at least get this thing to over 36 and a half games. I'm, I'm rooting for it too. But but, but not a good start. Uh, it was not a great start to the first half of the year for the Yankees. Carlos Rodon is going to be on the bump today. And I saw people tweeting once the news, again, if you didn't hear from Buster Olney, a guy in the know certainly, that the Yankees would be right now, if there's any team out there, whether it's a rental or a new deal, it would be the Yankees that would be the favorites, at least in the public perception, to get a Shohei Otani. Now, if you did put a Garrett Cole, Shohei Otani, Carlos Rodon at the top of a rotation, mm-hmm. and then if you could count on Stanton and Judge being healthy, all of a sudden you look at a team that's seven games over in the Yankees, and you begin the season in Colorado? Ooh-wee! I mean, that's... For a team that, for whatever reason, feels like they're getting just beaten up by the local media in New York for being under underachievers, Sean, they got a really good chance. And I'm not laying again this massive number on the road today with Rodon on the, on the bump. But bigger picture, if they get off on the good foot in Colorado, they're probably going to make moves one way or the other. You would think to the positive to add. Mm-hmm. As much as I hate this team as a long-suffering Metropolitan fan, I'm not going to fade them. In the futures market, because if I know one thing about the evil empire, they're normally going to be in the conversation come September, October. Well, and just remember, they're still at some point are going to get Aaron Judge back. Yep. And it's interesting that Rondon is getting this start because Rondon was their big free agent acquisition last year. And so he's been injured. So they're finally getting him back. Uh, they're going to get Nestor Cortez off of the IL, whatever they call it in baseball at some mm-hmm. point. IL now. Then you yeah. have Jermaine that just threw a uh, was perfect a no game. perfect game mm-hmm. uh, a couple games ago. Then Garrett Cole was a starter in the All Star game. So, I mean, there are a lot of things to look at as if okay, the Yankees could be a stock that you could be interested in buying. I would think so. I mean, again, if you're in that in the futures market for a team, and remember, they're on the outside looking in right now with the biggest payroll in baseball outside of the division. 
not yeah. the playoffs. They're in the playoffs currently. Well, right, right now. Right. But for, for uh, running down the Rays, right. uh, certainly. But again, they feel like a team. And my bad, way, my bad. I apologize. Right, are, right they're, now, they're still in the they're one game yeah. out. Of, but they're of, right of, there. That's why they're yes. nipping on the heels. Yes. So again, this is not a team I'm going to fade because I just know they're going to make moves. Yes. Uh, and we're going to get to Shohei Otani because he's on the bump uh, against the Astros today. JP France is going to be on the bump for Houston. Man, it's like how many more starts we're going to see Shohei Otani with the Angels? Got to lay a dollar fifty-five at the Big A today, if you think Shohei and the Angels can get off. I don't think you can back the, the Angels here. I think it's Astros or under. Mm. But I'm definitely not backing the Angels with that lineup devoid of Mike Trout. It wasn't explosive with him. Definitely don't want to back him without him. Djokovic is up three love. Jordan Sherwood next, talking all things UFC. Come on back. Follow the money. Hour number three, right around the corner. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v We begin hour number three of Follow the Money. Dave Ross, Sean King here at Circus Sportsbook in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Mitch and Paul will be back in these chairs on Monday. We're looking up. Djokovic still up that break. And looks like he's about to hold. Uh, he's going to have a couple points here to go up 4-1. But Yannick Sinner, the young Italian, I was saying this. Can you imagine being 21 years young and you're playing Novak Djokovic on center court at Wimbledon? I'd be nervy, too, coming out of the gate. Uh, this looks more like dad playing son, letting him know <laughs> it's not quite his time to, to Well, we could have a take similar, over the family. We could have a similar situation. <laughs> He's kicking Sinner's butt. <laughs> <laughs> At UFC Fight Night this weekend right here in Las Vegas. Holly Holm against Myra Buena Silva. That was break it all down. Jordan Sherwood joins us from the great city of Chicago. Of course, does a great job each and every week on First Strike. So, Jordan, I love always catching up with you after we talk on Tuesday and then see if anything's really changing as the markets have started to change. You know, we look at Djokovic, as, as Sean says, kind of big brothering Yannick Sinner right now. 
Is that going to be the case with the ageless wonder and Holly Holm at 41? Buena Silva, 10 years her junior. Do you worry at all that it could be a little bit too much, not too soon, but Holly Holm has been there, done that, and seen it all? Yeah, it's just the formula that she brings into a fight. I mean, Holly Holm, you know, obviously is going to be well known for the head kick knockout of Ronda Rousey when she became the champion. But what she does, you know, and why she's been able to stay at the top of the, the heap of the bantamweight division for years uh, in women's MMA is because of, of her kickboxing and boxing background, her ability to understand timing and distance. Uh, and then when a fight gets dirty and when she gets up in the cage and into the clinch, she's extremely difficult to take down uh, and, and, and wins fights. What, what's plagued her recently is giving up significant strikes. And, and quite frankly, judges have been weighing that a little bit more uh, significant, quote unquote, uh, as opposed to the volume striking that Holly Holm brings. So when I handicap this fight, I, I think I understand why Holly Holm is the favorite. She's been in five round fights. She's going to be able to utilize that, that, that striking advantage. Silva, first off, is going to look to try and take this fight to the ground. Unfortunately for her, Holmes got unbelievable takedown defense and Holm never gets submitted. She's been submitted one time in her career. That was in a five round blood fest with uh, Misha Tate when mm -hmm. she lost the title. So we're not talking about a fighter that's been submitted before. So Buena Silva's A game is out. Now you're asking Silva to do something different, land significant strikes and be it. Yes, you just alluded to it. She's younger. She's going to be the fresher fighter. This is her huge opportunity, but I don't like it. I don't like how. The, the money is coming in on Holly Holm because it's too now big for me to play Holly Holm. So I might take a look at Silva thinking, okay, she can maybe uh, take advantage of how Holly Holm has lost fights over the last few, but it's not it's not a favorite play of mine. Maybe a little sprinkle play, if you will, for me on Blaina Silva. Jordan, I'm right there with you because I liked Holly earlier in the week when you could have got about plus twenty for her to win via decision. I, I think that's still a good avenue out there if you're on the home side. But with this number starting to get away, because now it's up to as high as dollar eighty, we're seeing out there. How how else does Holly Holm win? Well, she's going to get her in the clinch, right? If Myra Buenasuela tries to engage, I think Holly's smart enough to get her in the clinch. Can Silva win clinch fighting? Can she use that Jordan to get the fight down to the ground and then utilize her wrestling? Yeah, I, I think she can. I, I think if if that's going to be the fight that Holly Holm. Uh, you know, dictates. I think that's the advantage that the secondary option for Silva is to dirty this fight up and then get maybe get a takedown and 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 score some points in a round. Holly Holm's going to win this fight because she's going to define distance and she's going to be able to do outstrike with volume. So I think if you're on the home side, you've got to still grab her via decision, which I believe is still plus money at most book. I mean, people think this is going to be an overfight to the judges' scorecards at four and a half. That's heavily juiced to the over. So um, I, I think it's home via decision, or probably, or probably Silva like early inside the distance. Because again, home is not a knockout artist. Let's not fool ourselves. She does have two head kick knockouts, but quite frankly, she's a volume striker, as I alluded to, and she outpoints her opponent. So the odds on that home by decision sits at plus one ten, mm. at least here at Circa. Fight to go over four and a half rounds is a heavily juiced minus 180. So it looks like Vegas thinks that this fight is going to the scorecards. Yeah, and I think then that, that points to Holly Holm winning the fight, Sean. So that home via decision is probably your best bet if you're on the home side. Yeah, and again, that number was plus twenty early in the week, as Sean alluded to, already down to plus ten. Shows you where the numbers have changed, Jordan, since you and I talked on Tuesday on first strike. We got a new co-main event 
in this uh, in this fight card. That's because JDM is back in there in Jack Della, Della Maddalena. And you look at it and I go, I almost wonder when you look at JDM at minus 550 with a guy coming in from an organization we don't know a whole lot about. Do you just pass on a fight like this because of the unknown? Or do you think the big fave should should roll? Because I get a little leery when I don't have enough information about the, the new fighter coming on the card. Yeah, exactly. And, and either this JDM. I mean, look, he's, he's taking on a, an opponent in short notice that he doesn't know much about. Certainly he could watch film. His coaches will prepare him. And you like the fact that JDM was, was in camp. Obviously, he was supposed to fight last week at UFC 290. He was preparing for a secondary opponent. Then he gets pulled out the day of the weigh-ins. Uh, so I, I, I don't like him at that value, it, 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 certainly for a parlay. Maybe you get cute again, like we talked about last week with Bo Nickel. Like you get mm-hmm. JDM in winning in round one um, if you really think that that's worth a look. But it's, it's quite frankly, it's a stay-away fight for me. Too much of the unknown uh, with, um, with the fighter that, he, that he's fighting. And it's similar for me with, uh, with uh, Tyson Nam's opponent. Like, we don't know much about this guy that's 16-0. and 0. He's coming from a regional promotion that's reputable overseas in Europe. But for us, like, going in, UFC debut against Tyson Nam, who's plus 300. Certainly, yeah, Nam's a guy that needs to get the knockout. But it, it, this is early in the prelims. I, I think Tyson Nam is, like, worth a look in a similar kind of storyline as you're talking about in the co-main event. Yeah, but still, Hafez coming in here to fight JDM. So it's a fight I'm going to stay away from as right. well, just because we just don't have enough information. This is something we try to preach on first strike. You don't have to bet them all. So if we don't feel like we got an edge here, uh, certainly <laughs> in this fight, you can stay away. I know you feel like you've got an edge with the Iron Turtle this week. Tell us why you believe that Jung Young Park is the right side to be on. Well, yeah, it's not because of the nickname, but that nickname is awesome. Uh, because and, and it's not, it's like, it's like kind of half of who he is because he is a difficult guy to, to match up with, difficult guy to prepare for, and difficult guy to finish. Uh, you know, he just continues to come after you. And I think him and Dariah are, are kind of mirror images of each other. You know, good wrestling, can, can, can fight on their feet in, in a striking battle. The issue, if you're on Dariah's side, at least for me, is that Dariah has shown his inability to go hard for three rounds. He got stopped by Joaquin Buckley, and certainly Buckley hits hard, but Buckley also pushes a very good pace. Dariah tends to slow midway into the fight towards that third round. Park never slows down. He just continues to come after you, which is why it's weird that he's a turtle, because he's push. He's not pushing that slow turtle <laughs> pace. He's pushing a fast pace. So it should be like the iron hair. But anyway, um, that's why I like Park. At a dollar thirty-five, which I dollar fifty-five, excuse me, which I think actually even, you know, should, he should be like a two to one favorite just because of his ability to take over. So it's almost like what I was just saying, park straight up on the money line. You want to get a little bit more cute, maybe parlay park to win round three to start. Uh, I think could also find some value for you if you could get it. And by the way, that number's going up to your point, Jordan, right now, the iron turtle is up to a dollar 65. So I think a lot of people have been listening to you since uh, our first strike conversation. So very important. That's why you shop around because it's circuit still sits at minus minus one forty five. So 20% difference in your favor if you like the favorite. Yeah, so again, uh, excellent point there, Sean, because again, Park's going up in some books, but if you can still find that 45 number, that's a really good number, as Jordan gave that out earlier in the week. Okay, I do want to get to what I think could be the fight of the night, and I think you and I both believe this with Azim uh, Sadikov against Terrence McKinney. McKinney just seems like he's always in firefights, and that's why right now it's juiced heavily to the under. A round and a half. But let's talk about the side here first. 
Do you worry that that T-Rex has been in too many firefights already in his young UFC career? Or can he bounce back and get back in that winner circle when he burst onto the scene with one of the quickest knockouts that we've ever seen in the UFC? Yeah, and how much value now is that that win uh, with Matt Frivola and what he's been doing lately? That's impressive. No, I, I think it's kind of like the reverse. Terrence McKinney tried to change up his style the last time out, be a patient fighter, kind of wait for the fight to come to him, and he got knocked out for it. So I think Terrence McKinney just has to do what, what he does, and that's going to be he's a seven-minute fighter. He needs to get in there, utilize his length, his athleticism, and his power uh, with a background in the wrestling that he can rely on and go in and, and try and knock the guy out. The problem that I think he's going to run into potentially with Sadikov is I really like Sadikov's camp. Siralongo, they train killers, they train champions. Aljamain Sterling, Marab Divishvili come from that camp. Matsur and Ray Longo are going to have him prepared for what Terrence McKinney's going to bring. However, Sadikov's also a guy that does get touched up, and he also likes to get in firefights. So I, I think if you're if you are on Sadikov's side, you believe that the coaching is going to get him through that first round. If you're on McKinney's side, you think you're going to get a firefight. It's going to be kind of vintage McKinney. And I'm kind of toward, leaning towards the, the latter. I think we're going to see vintage McKinney. He's getting a favorable matchup here, something he could take advantage of, land one of those bombs, uh, and get Sadikov out of there in the first round. I right, only have about uh, 45 seconds to go, Jordan. But very quickly, are you going to get involved in the Francis Ngannou-Tyson Fury fight? <laughs> I'll get involved from the standpoint of likely ordering it. Like, you know, <laughs> how about that? Like, You'll watch. Like, I'll watch like the shenanigans. I, what are the rules? I don't even know what's, what's going on. There's teases like it, it just it, it it doesn't make any sense. It'll be certainly a, a show. Uh, I'll watch it, but I'm not interested in, in playing either. Side. Yeah, I heard something like totally like outside of the box. Like there can be no knockdowns or what? so. I heard like when the rules come out, it's gonna lose some of its luster. This it's, is more of like an exhibition. It's gonna be weird to see Ngannou in huge gloves, isn't it, Jordan? Instead of the four yeah. ounce gloves we're used to in, in eight or 12 ounce gloves, it's gonna be wild. Great stuff, Jay. Appreciate you as always, Thanks, Jordan Sherwood. Again, check him out uh, in Chicago, everybody, and also listen to him on First Strike. When we come back, win some and you lose some. That's next here on Follow the Money. Follow the money on v Want to get in on all the fantasy action, but sick of managing your roster, sick of players injuring and ending your season early. Well, with Best Balls on DraftKings, you get the best of your team all season long. This year, Best Ball on DraftKings is bigger than ever with $10 million in guaranteed cash prizes up for grabs. So for a limited time, you can join DraftKings' largest Best Ball contest ever and get your first entry back in DraftKings dollars as soon as the draft is finished. Act now before this offer does expire. So to start playing Best Ball, download the DraftKings app, use the code FOLLOW, Enter DraftKings Best Ball Millionaire Contest, snake draft your team for the entire season. Every week, you're going to automatically rack up points for all your top scores. No ads, drops, trades, or I should have played this guy instead of that guy. Teams with the most points by the end of the season are going to have a shot to take home the $1 million top prize. So what are you waiting for? 
Head over to DraftKings app, sign up with the code FOLLOW, and start playing best ball today. Join the DraftKings $10 million best ball tournament. You're going to get your first entry back in DraftKings dollars only on DraftKings with the code FOLLOW. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, one per customer, opt-in required with a $10 entry fee, bonus issued as 10 DK dollars, age and eligibility restrictions to apply, void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com slash promotions for all of said details. Back alongside Sean King, Dave Ross here. We're looking up 1-1 for Djokovic and Sinner in the second set. Rory McIlroy just had an eagle putt that went awry. But we got a lot of drama going on overseas. But we can't wait for our pastime to get back. Sorry, baseball. It's football. It really is at this day and age here in 2023. John Breach is going to join us now to talk all things NFL. Does a great job covering the league for CBS Sports. John, we we are really chomping at the bit here. I know uh, from the dog days of covering training camps and the like, you get into to uh, preseason and then finally week one. Is there anything that you can glean now when you look into the futures market where you think you can find some value here as we talk in July before we get to those dog days and people really start turning the corner here and start betting on the NFL? I know I've already already dipped in myself. Is there anything you've seen now that you think you find some value in in that futures market? Well, a lot of time with the futures market, I'll take a look at the divisions where uh, every team is plus money. And I think right now, uh, one of those big ones that everyone's talking about is the AFC East. You know, you have obviously Aaron Rodgers. You know, everybody knows what's going on with that division. And so to me, the Bills, uh, I like them a lot at plus. I think they're about plus 125 right now. And you're talking about a team that the AFC East feels like the AFC West last year. You know, we saw the Raiders add a few guys. We saw the Broncos bring in Russell Wilson. We saw everyone talking about the Chargers and everybody's predicting this is the year we finally knock off the Chiefs. And the Chiefs went in the season about even money. And, and, and you know, by the end of the season, that looked ridiculous because Kansas City ran away with the division. And so Buffalo's kind of facing that same drama this year where everybody's saying this is the year they finally get knocked off the hill and they've got the Stefan Diggs drama. Uh, yeah, I'm just not buying. I still think Buffalo is the best team in the division. If you give me a team like that, uh, that has dominated the division really for the past two years at plus money, I'm just going to jump at it. John, I'm right there with you. I actually played the bills as well. Got up to as high as plus a dollar 35 down now to plus a dollar 20. And this is kind of what we're getting at here. Trying to find the best of those numbers. You mentioned the jets. That's another uh, in-pocket play that I already have. I'm, I'm, I guess quasi-fading the Jets because I did play the under uh, nine and a half and to miss the postseason because of just what you talked about here. How much are they one of those teams that it feels like it's easier for the bottom to fall out than it is for them to hit the ceilings? And the ceilings do feel very high now with Aaron Rodgers paired with that what looks like a great defense on paper. Yeah, absolutely. And look, the Jets... This is a team that has had zero expectations for about a decade. And now they're just being thrust upon them. That, hey, you got, you went from nobodies to you better contend for a Super Bowl this year or your season's a total failure. And so this is a team where it does feel like if they go out and they start the season and they fall flat on their face, and, and this is certainly possible because they open up against the Bills, uh, then they play the Cowboys, then they play the Chiefs in week four, uh, and then I also play the Patriots in week three, but there is a very real chance they start 
say, one and three or even zero oh and four. And if that happens, uh, I mean, we see it, what happens with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay when the Packers start trailing. He gets frustrated with everyone. He hates everyone on the sideline. You see it in his face. And if that happens because they have an ugly start of the season, the wheels could easily fall off the wagon. So I don't think uh, hedging your bet that the Jets could maybe not contend this year uh, is a bad idea. Now, John, this is a tough thing to handicap, but we saw it catapult the Detroit Lions into sort of like America's darling. Uh, and that's hard knocks. <laughs> Looks like the NFL is going to force hard knocks on the Jets. If you ran the Jets, how do you turn this into a positive? Because on the surface, obviously it seems the Jets don't want to do it. How do they turn that into a positive and utilize it like Detroit did to kind of get them off in a good way? I think the key part is you got to make sure Aaron Rodgers is on board with everything. Because look, he did it. He's you know he's in Lake Tahoe right now playing in the American Century Classic, and he did an interview yesterday where he basically just said straight up, "Hey, they're forcing this thing down our throat. We're not happy about it, but we're going to do it." Uh, so you just got to say, "Hey, Aaron, there's going to be cameras everywhere. If you are fully on board, everyone's going to follow you. You're kind of the leader right now." We want everyone to be happy because I really feel like part of the reason the Jets got this Quinn and Williams deal done was saying, hey, Quinn, look, we don't want this to linger the next week because the Hard Knocks cameras are going to be here. And this will be all the drama in episode one uh, if you're not signed yet. So let's get this done. Uh, and I think that's what it is. They do have a, a lot of intriguing storylines. So like Robert Saul is a very interesting personality. Obviously, the Aaron Rodgers trade, uh, the defense was loaded last year. So I think that they have enough characters to make this very interesting. But what you don't want is to have Hard Knocks cause a blow up where, uh, you know, everyone's kind of laughing at the team going into the season just because of how bad they look. John, I want to talk about the real America's team still down there in Dallas. Forget about the hard knocks teams. Uh, you know, I played the Cowboys a two to one to win the division. It's now down to about a plus a dollar eighty uh, in the NFC East. But my my bigger play here is the over. It was juiced at minus dollar forty at nine and a half wins, and now that's been juiced up even higher, up to a dollar fifty five. What am I missing? I know it was a twelve win team last year. Sean and I talked about it a little bit yesterday. I feel like they've gotten better on paper in the off season. If Dak doesn't turn it over or get hurt, is there a scenario you don't see this team winning at least 10 games? I, I am not the guy to try to talk you out of that. I don't think you're missing anything. I think the Cowboys might be the most slept on team in America oh, right now. Oh, yes, John. No, John, no. <laughs> it doesn't. Well, I mean, look, look, I think they've, we're talking about a team that has won 12 games in each of the past two seasons. Uh, it just feels like nobody's really paying attention because the way they lost in the playoffs, because, you know, Mike McCarthy's had trouble in these big situations. But, I mean, adding Brandon Cooks is was such an underrated move because uh, you're talking about he's a deep threat. He can open things up for CeeDee Lamb. I think that's going to be a huge, huge weapon for that offense. And then the Stephon Gilmore trade, they basically got Gilmore for free, uh, and the defense was already good. And to add a playmaker like that on the defensive side, of the ball to a 12 and five team. You had a good offensive player, a great defensive player. Uh, it just seems like both sides are going to be better. And I, man, I love the Cowboys to win the NFC East this year. Inject that into my veins, John. That's exactly what I'm talking <laughs> I'm sorry, about. Plus, John. Plus a I, I, John, I don't have a dog in the fight. I just have a whole bunch of friends that do them to themselves every year. <laughs> Every year, the Cowboys had a great offseason. The draft was tremendous. This is our year, and they go home in the first and second round of playoffs. I just don't know why. Why would you subject yourself to the same kind of pain continuously? It's baffling. No, I am not one of those Cowboys fans who's, who's 
for the past 30 years have been saying every year this team's going to make the Super Bowl. I picked the Eagles to win the division last year. I don't I don't even want to be on the Cowboys bandwagon because I know it always ends up crashing. But, man, this year feels different. I'm with Sorry you. to everyone when it crashes. Yeah, certainly. I, I'm with you guys. At least regular season, let's cash those tickets. We'll worry about the playoffs uh, when we get there. Speaking of the playoffs, and we get why the Eagles are the favorites in the NFC. It's the Niners, John. I want to pick your brain about it a little bit. Does the quarterback matter? Because it feels like right now, it's we know that Kyle wants it to be Brock Purdy. We don't, we're not doctors. We don't know about the UCL and his arm and everything else. Have they just moved on mentally from Trey Lance? What happened there for a guy they traded up to get in the top five? I mean, it absolutely seems like they've moved on from Trey Lance. It, 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 you know, Kyle Shanahan is kind of edging his bet here with, hey, look, we think Brock Purdy is going to be ready in week one, but if he can't, we're going to throw Sam Darnold out there because why else are you bringing in uh, someone like that? You could have just said, all right, Trey Lance is our guy. We drafted him uh, high. He's going to be the starter if Brock can't play, but no, you brought in competition for him. Uh, so I think it's highly unlikely we see Trey Lance at all unless Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold both get hurt, which you know can't be ruled out because that's basically what happened to the Flyers last year with their top two quarterbacks going down. But yeah, I don't think it matters who's at quarterback. If Sam Darnold has to play, I think he will have a huge season in San Francisco. Kyle Shanahan, we know, can get the best out of quarterbacks. And so the 49ers, that's one where if whoever's under center in week one, if they go out and just roll the Steelers, uh, you know, those division odds, they're just, they're, they're at what? Minus 175 yeah. is around right now. They're going to go into the 200s if the 49ers look real good in week one, and it doesn't matter what their, who their quarterback is. So, yeah, I think that even though that number isn't, you know, it doesn't have great value, I still like it right now because that might be as low as it gets. Yeah, it came down from 11.5 win total down to 10.5 and, and still does feel like it might be playable uh, if you're a Niners backer. John, really appreciate it, and especially that stuff, Cowboy John. talk. You got me all fired up for the season. There he is, everybody, John Breach. <laughs> Give him a follow on Twitter, at John Breach. All right, when we come back, put a finishing bow on this edition of Follow the Money. We'll check out what's going on overseas next here on Visa. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.